Ron Roberts is going to be a massive positive difference maker for the Florida Gators defense in 2024. We're going to talk about that here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants Country and NFL 33. Today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more, and right now, new customers Join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Just saying, 200 bucks in bonus bets to spend on Super Bowl. Don't know how you say no to that. I'm going to say. Uh, but we are talking today about Ron Roberts because for those of you who don't know, um, or if you're new here, I guess you wouldn't know this. I'm a massive fan of what Ron Roberts brings to the table for the Florida Gators. I've been a big fan of him schematically since his Louisiana days, before he went to Baylor, before Billy Napier came to Florida, and before Ron Roberts came to Florida. So I'm a big fan of what Ron Roberts has done just legitimately for the game of football. He's done a lot. Creepers is something that we throw around frequently when we talk about Patrick Tony and Austin Armstrong and just modern defenses in general. And Ron Roberts was kind of the guy that popularized that. Creepers, if you don't know, are... You don't show blitz. You have four guys that are on the line of scrimmage and you rush four, but one of those four drops back into coverage and a non-traditional pass rusher, an off-ball linebacker, a, a slot corner, they blitz and a traditional pass rusher like your, your Jack linebacker drops into coverage. So you're rushing four, you're overloading a side. So you're, you're generating a pass rush to one side while only rushing for and not sacrificing anything on the back end because you've still got seven in coverage. Um, so that's the gist of it. And Ron Roberts was a big, big uh, proponent in, in making that more modern and, and introducing that more frequently to uh, to modern football. But he is going to make multiple changes to the Florida Gators defense, or at least multiple impacts to the Florida Gators defense. And I do think that some of them kind of, kind of work hand-in-hand hand with Ron Roberts coming over from Auburn. Like, I think we see more cover four from Florida, more quarters coverage, which will have two safeties high and then two corners on the outside as well, where Ron Roberts at Auburn ran a ton of quarters coverage, which makes sense. It's kind of what he's been through. He's It's kind of what he's done throughout most of his career. It's a very popular coverage in modern football. Again, you see it in the NFL more frequently than college or anything else. Austin Armstrong ran a lot more cover three, which was more popular in football, you know, a decade ago when, when the Legion of Boom Seahawks were winning uh, Super Bowls and the San Francisco 49ers earlier runs under Shanahan. They went very cover three heavy. And that's what Austin Armstrong liked to do. Austin Armstrong was very big on running that cover three defense. And Florida was bad at executing it. I think that when you have cover four quarters, you're going to see a better fit for Florida, especially when you look at Florida gave up 
a lot of big plays down the sideline, specifically, specifically down the sideline. A lot of that is in cover three. You've got a safety high over the middle, a deep safety over the middle corner on on each side in in country cover three there's different variations where it's two safeties whatever um but in just country cover three here you've got one safety deep and he's got the deep middle of the field and then you have the two corners who have that outside responsibility deep down the field and florida's cornerbacks jalen kimber jason marshall even jakeem jackson devin moore all of them kept kept having big plays given up when they were in cover three on their side of the field quarters helps stop that because you have uh, first off quarters is, is a, a match coverage where essentially if the corner runs in or if the receiver runs in then the corner just drops back and his responsibility is a deep and outside in most cases in how Ron Roberts and Austin Armstrong will run it. That's most likely how it would be where the corners would just have responsibility deep and outside if there's no one running into their route. And if someone runs vertical, they stick with that vertical band. Then you have the two safeties who are kind of looking at what's happening in front of them. They're watching for post routes. They're watching for, did this corner get beat? Whatever it may be. But when they only have to worry about their quarter, that's why that's why it's quarters coverage because it's broken up into quarters. You're breaking the deep part of the field up into quarters. When it's quarters, he's not let's say in the middle of the hashes like there's there's not a safety in the middle of the hash marks in between the hash marks they're not they're basically i guess just for just for landmark stand sakes uh they could be along the hash marks in the middle of the field that makes it a lot easier to come help over when they try to when an opposing offense tries to take a deep shot against you that makes it a lot easier for let's say Jordan Castell to come flying from the hash mark to the sideline as opposed to coming from the middle of the field down the sideline. Like, like if you could be an elite center fielder and make those plays fantastic, but if you don't have that, like if you don't have Earl Thomas back there, it's a struggle. So playing these quarters, these two high shells, they help limit big plays. You look at how any team defends Patrick Mahomes and so much of it has been, okay, we're going to put two safeties high and we're going to keep everything underneath. And you're going to have to dink and dunk and earn your yardage after that, which then opens, of course, the other conversation of actually making the tackles and making the plays. And quarters will put an added responsibility on linebackers in coverage. However, I do think that with Shamar James and with Pop Howard, I think you're looking at it it being much easier to play that quarters coverage underneath. And those would be the only two linebackers I'm talking about because you've got two safeties deep, two corners on the outside for front players. I don't care who's standing up. Who's got a hand in the dirt for front players, two linebackers and your star, your nickel. And and that's your quarters. That's what you're going to see. That's your base coverage there or your base defense with quarters. Linebacker is going to have a little bit more responsibility. Your middle linebacker is going to have more responsibility over the middle of the field. He's going to have to cover more area as opposed to in cover three, where there's two of them in the middle of the field there. And one of your linebackers is going to have to get to that flat quickly. So there's more responsibility underneath. But again, with quarters, your goal is, or you're, you're daring them, I guess, to go, okay, dink and dunk your way downfield and then try to try to score that way. Because once we get in the red zone, if we want to play quarters again, guess what? That means there is no over top we really have to worry about 
and everything's condensed. And so you don't really have the dink and dunk opportunities there. So you're holding them to field goals, not touchdowns by not giving up these big plays and by keeping everything in front of you. So while you might see a completion percentage against Florida increase, fine. You'll probably see average depth of target decrease. You'll see yards decrease. You might see yards after catch increase because it's catch and run opportunities. But when you're playing this quarters, these two high shells, you're making these guys earn every inch, every yard. And with Florida playing cover three last year, they were just getting bombed on. It was as simple as that. Like it wasn't just, oh, they're, they're being out-athleted. It's that even when they were there in position, they didn't make a play. And so when you have quarters and you have these two high shells, it helps you. I do think that's a big part where Asa Turner steps in here. Uh, I think Asa Turner will help pretty significantly uh, kind of, I guess, kind of, kind of cover that gap, I guess we can say, uh, that Florida <laughs> lacked um, at, at safety last year, where it was just, there wasn't a ton of help. There wasn't a ton of assistance. They, they weren't, they, they simply put, just weren't very good there, but coming over from Washington, he'll have a little bit more experience there because quarters was the primary coverage that Washington played. And so Asa Turner has experience there. And so that was the primary coverage they played. They also played a lot of cover three, but quarters was their primary coverage. And again, it doesn't mean that because you play quarters, you have to drop cover three. You're going to play pretty much every coverage there is. It's just a matter of how frequently you do it. But I would look for cover three to drop, cover four quarters to rise. And then we talk about, all right, Florida Gators defense has actually improved schematically. We'll see if they actually execute, but they've improved schematically if you play more quarters as opposed to cover three that uh, that Austin Armstrong played more most frequently in 2023. We are going to talk about other ways that Ron Roberts is going to impact this defense, specifically when building a pass rush plan, because I do think that that's something that kind of lacked last year in Gainesville. But first, we're going to get a quick word from FanDuel. Today's episode of Lockdown Gators is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the Friday before the Super Bowl. This is sick. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm ready to make some money. All right? Like, I'm, I'm ready to make some I'll tweet some plays because I'm not going to pretend that I've made them. I will make them on Sunday before the game. That's my goal. That's 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 the approach that I've been. I've been building my bankroll this whole week, building my balance this whole week just for Super Bowl Sunday. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three, as many as you want, really. Depends on how many bets you place. Just saying. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment worth FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks again for making today's episode of Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast and on YouTube. And I mentioned Florida's pass rush plan is probably going to improve under Ron Roberts. I think that one of the big increases we're going to see is sim pressures, where we didn't see as many sim pressures as I thought we would see uh, under Austin Armstrong. That was something that I was very much expecting. We have Ron Roberts in 2023 at Auburn. And again, that's one of the benefits of having Ron Roberts is that we get to look at just straight up what he did calling a defense last season. It's not like he was at Baylor and then took a year off and then came back and might have changed things. He was just a DC last season. He was just a defensive play caller. 
last season. So it's very likely that he's just going to carry over a lot of those tendencies and maybe improve some of them. Uh, but Ron Roberts was one of the most, I, I guess, sim happy defensive coordinators in the country last season. And if you don't know what sim pressures are, you know how I talked about creepers and how I said creepers is you're not showing blitz. You're rushing four and you are dropping one or two traditional pass rushers into coverage. So if you drop both of your edges and you blitz both of your inside linebackers, congratulations. That's creepers. It's called a replacement blitz because it's you're, you're replacing them in coverage. You're blitzing off ball players, but you're replacing them in coverage. So replacement blitz. Again, it's a way to be aggressive without sacrificing on the back end. It's a beautiful thing when you have someone that calls it properly. Um, and so that's creepers, replacement blitzes, big Patrick Tony thing. Austin Armstrong does them as well. Ron Roberts, again, popularized them. So everybody in his coaching tree does that, um, which includes like Jay Bateman, uh, guys like Dan Lanning do it. And, and a lot of it is because Ron Roberts did it. Uh, Pete Golding does it. Ron Roberts kind of introduced it and that, is where things grew or popularized it. And that's where things grew. And sim pressures are in that family. Sim pressures are often thought of as there's sim pressures and there's creepers. And both of them are fantastic ways to add your pass rush plan. Again, while not sacrificing coverage on the back end, because in sim pressures, you're going to say, let's say you've got your normal four guys on the defensive front and Shamar James, walks up and he just stands right in front of the center and you're like oh he blitzing and then your star your nickel walks right up and he's right outside your jack linebacker and you go is he blitzing too and then when you snap the ball there's six guys along the line of scrimmage four of them rush the passer and two of them drop back that, that's your sim pressure. You're, you're simulating that there's going to be pressure coming in. Because when a linebacker steps up, center, right of the offensive line, QB, running back, they all have to go, okay, he's here. If he's rushing, what's our responsibility? What's change? What changes? What do we do here? Uh, do we keep the tight end to pass block and then have coverage slide over? Do we keep the running back in and just like, Center handles his responsibility. Linebacker comes in, running back picks him up. What do we do here? Do we just go hot and throw it over the middle there? Nickel comes up. And then you have to go, okay, what do we do there? Now, now what do we change? And, and you have to cause that kind of confusion and cause that chaos. And then they snap the ball because they're expecting six people. And then there's four rushing and people drop back and it causes confusion, causes chaos for the offensive line and the quarterback. And you've still got seven players in coverage. So it's one of those things where you're kind of playing mind games. Not, and it's not getting cute. Like, I don't want, I don't want that to be what we think of as the pass rush plan, but Ron Roberts did that more frequently than anybody else. Like Ron Roberts, or not anybody else, but more than the huge majority of defensive coordinators, power five defensive coordinators last season, Ron Roberts ran sim pressures more than most of them. That is another thing that, especially for a defense that does run creepers, replacement blitzes, whatever you want to call them, when you run that hand in hand, really kind of puts the offense through hell mentally. If you have an offense that can operate and function and attack that, great. And more quarterbacks are becoming able to do that because 
sim pressures and creepers are becoming more common in college football and in just football in general. So more quarterbacks are becoming more capable of, of attacking that. However, again, you're just trying to cause a little bit of hesitation. Like creepers, for example, one of the reasons Ron Roberts says that he loves doing it is when the RPO became more popular, he decided, okay, I'm going to run more replacement blitzes, and that's how I'm going to attack the RPO. Because so many offenses, their RPOs work over the middle of the field, whether it's a dig, a slant, whatever it might be, they work over the middle of the field. And oftentimes, it's QB makes the read, and he throws the ball. Like, that's just... If the, if the linebacker stands up, I hand it off, whatever it may be, you force him into making a decision there because if he if you stand up and he hands it off, everybody else has to make the play and you're doing your thing. If you stand up and he's looking to throw and you're in the throwing lane, like you're in the passing lane, that's how you could put an edge rusher like Prince William on the Ellen in coverage and in a position to make a play. And I, I mentioned Princely because Princely dropped back into coverage in 25% of his pass rush snaps last year. Uh, Auburn did the same thing with their Jack linebacker under Ron Roberts. So I really don't expect that to change too much. And so we're, we're kind of looking at that. And that was also one of the reasons Princely left is that he said he wanted to be used how Pete Golding used Will Anderson at Alabama. And Pete Golding rushed Will Anderson like 94% of the time or something insane like that. So he wants to rush the passer. Get it. Ron Roberts, Austin Armstrong are both going to drop players into coverage. And again, they're trying to play these mental games where sometimes it's not going to work. Sometimes it will. And sometimes you're going to have your Jack in position, but he just can't make a play because he's a pass rushing linebacker and things like that are going to happen. But the pass rush plan is going to get more complex. Uh, if you're an opposing offense, I do think it's rather relatively simple to pick up defensively. It's, again, you're not trying to throw too many tools in the toolbox there, but if you get the things that work for you and you can attack offenses with that, which I do think Ron Roberts will do is his Auburn defense is pretty damn good. Like they held Brock Bowers silent until what a few minutes left in the fourth quarter where he just like made multiple contested catches and circus catches. Like they kept him silent. They had him clamped. And he was probably the most unguardable player in college football over the past two years. So Ron Roberts has shown the ability to legitimately clamp people. And Auburn's defense was not chock full of superstar talent throughout. So Ron Roberts helped create that. And part of that was his pass rush plan, generating pressure without blitzing quarterbacks. It's a fun thing. I'm just going to say, I know that I know that the defense sucked last year. And I know that people hate that there's Ron, a head coach of the defense and Ron Roberts. But if, if you want to do the scheme nerd stuff like me, it's it's exciting. I just want to say it, it's very exciting right now to be just a fan of what Florida is going to do schematically defensively. To wrap up today's episode of Locked On Gators, we are indeed talking about still the pass rush plan. Believe it or not, still talking about the pass rush plan. However, I do think that one thing Ron Roberts brings to the table is, I, I don't want to say smarter blitzes, and they're not necessarily more creative 
blitzes either. I guess less predictable blitzes would, would make more sense. Just maybe, maybe that's a way to get better. We'll say less predictable. We'll say less predictable blitzes. That's what Ron Roberts is going to bring to the, to the table for Austin Armstrong as a defensive play caller. Because one thing that Austin Armstrong did that drove me crazy. Actually, let's go back to his Southern Miss days. Austin Armstrong at Southern Miss. One thing he did a lot at Southern Miss was he used his star, his nickel, his slot corner, whatever you want to call him. He used that player as part of the pass rush plan. Okay? You were just an added part of the pass rush plan. He used corners as part of the pass rush plan, which, to be fair, he did that as well in Gainesville. He, he did still use uh, corners as part of the pass rush plan. He didn't do it as frequently with uh, with Florida last season, which I don't fault him. Um, like, which I will also say, though, some of Jason Marshall's best plays came when he was rushing the passer. He had, the, he had a couple deflections there. It was something. All, all I'm going to say is that it was something that uh, that Jason Marshall should maybe do more frequently. Let's throw that one out there. But uh, Austin Armstrong at, at Southern Miss blitzed his slot more frequently. I mean, he even blitzed his linebackers more frequently. And he blitzed. He was more willing to blitz the boundary corner, which the boundary corner is, let's say, the opposing offense is on the right hash mark and their receivers close on the right side, the corner there that's close to them is a pass rushing threat. That was a thing with Ron Roberts at Louisiana, Patrick Tony at Louisiana, Austin Armstrong at Southern Miss, Austin Armstrong at Florida. Still did it, just didn't do it frequently. Uh, blitzed Jason Marshall 2.8% of the time. Uh, blitzed Jalen Kimber 1.3% of the time. And Jakeem Jackson 4.8% of the time, which is three blitzes on the entire season. So that was something that Austin Armstrong did more frequently at Southern Miss. And again, the star, the slot, was a pass rusher for Austin Armstrong, basically a pass rusher. Jaden Hill rushed the passer 6.3% of the time in 2023 for Florida. That's not a that's not a high amount at all. I just want to make that one clear. Like 6.3% of the time is not high, especially when you consider what Austin Armstrong did at Southern Miss where he used, I'll pull up the numbers because I want to just show how stark of a difference this is. Um, but Austin Armstrong in 2022, his last year at Southern Miss, Jaden Hill rushed the passer 20 total times. That's the 6.3%, uh, 20 total times. Austin Armstrong rushed his passer, rushed his star, his primary star, 33 times. And his secondary star, 29 times. Both of them rushed the passer considerably more than Jaden Hill, uh, who is, again, at 6.3% of the time. And then I'll pull up the percentages right now for the uh, the stars, which is 12.8% and 11.0%. Considerably more than Jaden Hill, right? So Austin Armstrong really dialed that one back. I don't know if that was a Jaden Hill thing or whatever it may be, but for Austin Armstrong in 2023, what drove me crazy was that it was rare for a non-linebacker to be used as a blitzer. It was very rare. It was like, okay, an opposing offense can kind of look at who's in the front 
six, seven, whoever, whatever front Florida's in, and know, okay, if they're in the box, they're a pass rushing threat because Austin Armstrong, for whatever reason, is not blitzing his nickel much and he's not blitzing his boundary corner much. He's not blitzing safeties much either. Ron Roberts with Auburn was much more willing to use the nickel or a safety as a pass rusher, and that helps your pass rush plan because guess what? They have to account for them now. An opposing offense has to account for that guy to be a pass rusher in your defense where, again, Austin Armstrong didn't use them as the pass rushing threats that they can be. Keontae Scott is someone who he entered the portal. He ended up going back to uh, back to Auburn. But Keontae Scott entered the portal, and he was someone that I said, hey, Florida should look at with uh, Austin Armstrong and, and just having that they get a similar defensive system. Keontae Scott is someone that Ron Roberts had last year, and he was their starting nickel for Auburn. He rushed the passer 12% of the time. Had seven pressures on those 31 pass rushers. Like, you don't need to rush a lot. It's about being effective when you do let them rush the passer. But if you don't let them rush the passer, they can't be effective coming off the edge there. And that's another thing where we talk about rushing the passer from the slot. If an offense is trying to throw a screen, if they're throwing it to that side, you can be in the lane. If they're trying to run it to that side, you could be in the lane. That's why I, I like to think of, let's say the, the running back is to the left of the QB and they have a slot on the right and that slot corner's coming down. I'm looking forward to that because if they hand it off to the running back, odds are he's coming my way. If they're in shotgun and he has to go that way, and the nickel coming down, cause a collision, make an impact, rush the passer there, whatever it may be. But Ron Roberts will help you kind of get less predictable with your blitzes. Because again, it was linebackers for Florida last year. It was just straight linebackers, Derek Wingo, Scooby Williams. And I get it. Part of that was because they were so bad in coverage that you were like, all right, well, they're bad in coverage. I'm going to blitz them and let the, the nickel drop into coverage, which is I, I, I get that in theory, but at the same time, if your nickel is not a pass rushing threat because they just know you're not really going to do that, they rushed what 1.2% of the time or 1.2 snaps per game for Jaden Hill, that's nothing. Then they're going to key in on those guys, and then your linebacker blitzes are going to be less effective. If they genuinely, because that was a big point of Ron Roberts' defense when, he's in, when he installed the system, when he built this defense, whether it was Ron Roberts, Patrick Tony, Austin Armstrong, anybody, when Ron Roberts built this defense, a big part of it was everybody but the field corner, everybody but the far corner is a pass rushing threat in this defense. And Austin Armstrong did not live up to that last year. Austin Armstrong did not legitimately keep everybody as a pass rushing threat in this defense. And that is one of the many reasons this defense was terrible last year because you can't keep all of the principles that you want to with this defense, except for that, like except, except for the pass rush plan. It just makes no sense. That's like trying to, that's like being like, Oh, we're a Shanahan offense, but we don't run the wide zone. Then you're not that like, then, then you're not that if you don't have a key component of the strategy of the system of the scheme then you're not successfully running it. And for me, that was a big part of where Austin Armstrong fell short in 2023, where I do think Ron Roberts will help him 
uh, attack and improve and develop as a coach in 2024. And I will say this, I don't care about the, oh, we got a mentor or a babysitter for our defensive coordinator. Sure. I don't give a damn. You're doing something to try and improve. I'm not going to kill you there. I don't care. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back Monday to talk more Florida Gators football. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Giants, Country, and NFL 33. And as always, I'll see you all next time.